who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Find us at Talkcast Podcast. How's it going? Right on, Adam. Thank you, man. Thank you for taking some time this morning. Good, man. Uh, How are you? Not too bad. Yeah, just uh, had an off day yesterday. Got back from uh, the road, so yeah. just relaxing, getting ready for another series. Yep, right on, right on. Um, so your left-handed pitcher for your Vancouver Canadians. I guess yes, you don't sir. want to get in a fight with you because you never see that first shot coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I gained a couple pounds in the late recent years, so I might have a little bit of on it a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're at, what, five and six now for uh, for the season. Uh, uh, what is it? One, one game back of Spokane. Um, what are your thoughts yeah. on the season so far? I know it's pretty early, but what, do you, what are you thinking so far? It is very early. Obviously, a new team for me. I think uh, the team is uh, pretty similar from what it was last year. So I've played against a couple of these guys. Um, it's very cool to be on the other side of it now and like playing with them and like seeing how that dynamic is. We've just, we haven't been playing bad baseball. It just kind of hasn't lined up. Like some days the hitters will do really good and pitchers struggle a little bit or vice versa. But I think that's just kind of, we got to sync up a little bit as the season goes. I have no doubt that we'll be at the very top of the league by the end of it. We have a very, very good team. It's just a matter of time when we when we sync up and start uh, start feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 500 balls, not terrible. It's not good. Right. But, and what is it, do you think, like, is it just a, a matter of, um, you know, you're saying sync everything up. Is it a matter of like the practices or is it the games or is it like just fucking getting fired up in the dug? Like what is it that, that gets everything lined up like that? Yeah, I think it's just the rhythm of, of how things go each and every day. I mean, we've had the rain outs. We've been kind of scrambling for practices. We've been uh, on the road for the first time and kind of getting the, um, 
getting the layout of the of the away clubhouse and stuff like that. Uh, it's a lot different playing at home and Everett than than away. That's for sure. So um, <laughs> okay, that must yeah. be a cool feeling. Hey, going back and playing your old your old buddies. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Definitely, it's been. I mean, I, I still talk to a lot of the guys that were on the other side of the t uh, of the field. So. Um, getting to see them and, and hanging out for a little bit was was really nice. And, uh, yeah, playing against them was also definitely an experience that, that I'll remember. Yeah. And, and now you're with the Seas. Who were some of the guys, like, last year that you were like, oh, here we go, man, I got to play this guy. Like, who are the guys that you didn't want to play against that now they're your they're your boys now? Right, yeah. I mean, I I know for a fact somebody hit a bomb off me on that uh, Canadian team. I don't know exactly who it is, but for some reason, Garrett Spain keeps popping up in my head. I keep remembering that name from when I when I played against him. I think he did some damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, and and if not, he was definitely definitely a really good good hitter. He's always he's always uh, putting up a battle at the plate. He's had really good at bats recently. Yeah. Um, Somebody else that I played against was Barger. He was doing pretty good. Uh, somebody that I was aware of. Um, he's not on the Canadian team. And uh, Sosa, too. Andre Sosa, the catcher, he was also really good. I mean, the the Canadians team, to me, in terms of hitters, was one of the better teams that I've faced. Um, even though, like, I, I did do good. But still, like, the battles that the, the batters put up against me and, like, the play discipline that they have and stuff like that it was really impressive to me so mm. i'm very excited um to be on to be on their side now yeah yeah and now so you're so far into your career like i played ball as a little kid played catcher played pitcher till probably about 12 years old and then once i noticed girls and music and everything else and it kind of spun me but like at, at this point of your game how hard is it for you to like learn a new pitch you know, that's something that I've been doing my whole career, basically. I've always been tinkering with my stuff. I've always been learning new pitches, like, up until maybe this season. Like, every time I would go out there, I would I would have a different grip and different way of doing things and still trying to figure things out that way. So mm. that part of the game, for me, I would say it comes kind of naturally. I've always been doing it. Like, if somebody tells me, oh, this is a new grip that you're going to be doing and it works, I'll, I'll – pull it out the next outing like I don't feel that I need a lot of time with it mm. but getting oftentimes actually it was when I was hitting too I would switch up my stance and I would hit really good for a couple games and then the longer I would have the same stance the worse it got so I switched it again and I hit really good again so like similar way with my pitches as well like I would always tinker with it in high school and yeah. early pro ball I think now the challenge for me is just to be able to stick with one and really master that one grip, one pitch, and getting it consistent to a point where I can close my eyes and throw it in there. And mm -hmm. I think that since I started putting a little bit more emphasis on it, it's definitely shown. Mm -hmm. And I definitely feel more comfortable as the seasons go on. I kind of started doing that last year, and I think it's transferring pretty well for this year as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're down and and you need a pitch, not to give too much of your game away in case anybody's watching that's playing against you, but like if you're like I need I need this, what are you what are you going to? What's what's in the well? Uh, this, for me, thus far, it's been what pitch has been consistently in the zone for me, and it has been my cutter. A lot of people think it's a slider, like I have a little uh, harder slider and a bigger slider. Mm -hmm. um, 
it is a little slider. It moves a little bit more than a typical cutter would, but that's just what I feel most comfortable with. So I'll just toss a cutter in there all day. And I don't think it's any secret. I think the ever hitters picked, picked up on that pretty quickly because I was throwing a couple fastballs, oh, fastballs in there to get ahead. And, and that whole team just hunts fastballs. So hmm. just throw anything else in there and, and it was fine. It kind of got settled in there. Nice. How old were you when you realized like, man, I got game. I'm pretty good. Um, It was, I would say when we moved to Ireland, um, I started realizing that like, okay, because in Slovakia, baseball is very, very small. And I was one of the better kids there. And I was like, okay, like, this is cool, but doesn't, I guess doesn't uh, mean a whole lot in terms of how many kids out there are playing baseball. Um, mm -hmm. Then I went to Ireland. Um, I was still uh, doing pretty good there. And I started playing on the men's team. I was, I think. How old were you uh, when you moved to, because you born in Slovakia, but where, how old were you when you moved to uh, Ireland? I think I was around 12. Okay. Uh, 11 or 12. I think when we first moved, it was 11, had my 12th birthday there. So, um, yeah, once we got there, started playing on the men's team, which I thought, this is pretty cool. And I played with my dad as well, which is amazing. I had oh, cool. great memories. He was, yeah, he was a catcher. I was a pitcher. Mm. Um, he was uh, in the infield and I was pitching. We were both hitting. It was, it was pretty cool. So, oh, that's great cool. memories there. And then yeah. um, I guess when, when I got to Canada and – I expected to play on like a house league team or like a single A team, which is it kind of goes house league, single A, double A, triple A, the levels. And the house league team was like, oh, okay, that's where I'm going to start and then work my way up. And then I went to a camp and Kevin Inch was like, hey, are you interested in uh, the triple A team for the for the Spruce Grove White Sox? I was like, wow, like you think I'm ready for that already? So I guess some people opened up my eyes a little bit more that I was better than I thought mm -hmm. at that point. And then... Yeah, I just kind of took off from there. Mm -hmm. That's cool, man. Yeah, I used to uh, play ball with my brother. He's a three and a half years older, and he was a pitcher. And I pitched and, and caught, but, you know, for him, mm -hmm. I'd catch for him. But, like, at that age, you know, when you're, like, nine or ten years old and the dude's, like, you know, 12 or 13, it's, like, a different league. It's fucking oh, fast, man. Like, oh, it, absolutely. basically, like, I was like, man, if I can catch for my brother, I can catch for anybody in my league. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. For sure. You already felt like point. a big leaguer at that point, moving up. You're basically yeah, totally. playing in the big leagues at playing 13-year-old kids as nine. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Big time. Um, Hell, yeah. So you, how long have you been in Vancouver for now? Um, It's been a month. We got here like oh. April 2nd. So okay. um, had a couple practices. Games were supposed to start, I think, the 7th or something like that. But we got rained out, obviously, the first series. But yeah. it's been almost a month now. What are your favorite things about the city so far? Well, I mean, I do live here uh, in the off seasons now. My girlfriend is here, so I spend oh. my whole off season here. So, so um, I got a pretty good, yeah, I got a pretty good layout of the place. I think uh, the Northwest is just so cool to me. I love, I love the green. I love the mountains. Like, I guess I grew up uh, also in Alberta, so it's not too far from here. So it just feels like home, and definitely the the. You got everything you need. The the beach, the mountains, the city is beautiful. Like, I just love spending my time here. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I don't know that I'm going to be moving anytime soon. Um, mm. how, how weird was it for you for the last couple of years with, uh, you know, as a pro athlete and not being able to play with the, with the pandemic and the shutdown and all that shit? Like, did how, I don't know how to say this, but did, did it sidetrack your game, do you think? And, like, how weird was it for you? Yeah, I mean, the pandemic was was 
crazy for for everybody i mean it's for some people um it really did kind of derail uh their career because it just didn't have the amenities or some guys were going through rehab and it wasn't the easiest to always get their stuff done and, and all that stuff um but for some people um i feel like myself there's a lot that i learned about myself that i didn't really know before the pandemic like all the gyms were shut down couldn't work out so i just kind of did my own at home workouts i was pushing my car in the backyard i was running up and down hills like just getting in whatever i could and it was mostly um like speed work and and i was long tossing with my friend every day because i was like i don't have anything to prepare for so i just long toss like almost every day mm -hmm. don't recommend this at all but um just got after with uh with one of my friends that was that was at home and um i gained like almost 10 miles an hour or something like that like that was one of the best things that happened to my career was being able to kind of step away from the game and just get after it for a year and, and see where that takes me and once i got back to the gyms despite not being in the gyms at all i set record like prs like personal records on all my lifts like basically the first day in the gym and i was like wow like this is something i've never done before didn't expect at all and then i got on the mound and was six seven miles an hour harder wow. um that's great so i think yeah it really really helped my career um very unfortunate obviously uh in terms of what happened to the world and how that kind of affected us but um in terms of baseball and how i've progressed that was one of the best things that could have happened to me yeah well interesting um what's your first baseball memory as a like a little kid it would be the very first tryout i think i it was like first day of school i was just big eyed like what what the hell is going on like where's my mom like first uh grade one like we're kind of walking around um towards the end of the day we went outside and uh there were a couple tryouts i don't know if there were for other um teams as well and other sports but we went and like hit some baseballs off a tee. I don't even think they were baseballs and we like played catch and all catch my friends balls were kind of moved. balls or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all my friends kind of moved as a mob, like walking from station to station. And we all decided like, this was the play. This was the sport that we we're going to play. Yeah. And, uh, had no idea what it was really. None of us. We just kind of had fun and it was like, ah, whatever, like we'll sign up for it. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it's always been just having fun with my friends and, and playing catch. And then once, like, we kind of got into the um, into the uh, season, I guess you would call it, but it was just an extracurricular activity. It was, we were playing inside on gyms and our bases were gym mats and we were just uh, hitting the ball off a tee and kind of chasing each other with it. So it, it was pretty fun. Yeah, no doubt. And all these years later, like, what was it, uh, 19, uh, drafted by the Mariners? What do you remember specifically about that day? It would just be the shot of me laying on the beanbag in front of the, in front of the TV in my high school with uh, my family, my girlfriend, uh, all my friends from that year just kind of surrounding me and watching this whole thing uh, with me and kind of getting together for this one thing, which was, which was pretty cool. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't know beforehand, before I got called that the Mariners were going to pick me because we kind of had that conversation before. 
but it was like the hardest thing ever to try to pretend like I have no idea. And I just kind of sat there on the beanbag, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hanging out, like trying to pretend I'm upset that I'm not getting picked at all and whatever. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, like, let's go. Like, finally it, it came. But I mean, when I was on the phone and getting that phone call, um, and it kind of happened like, okay, like, this is this is what's happening. We're picking you this and uh, this is what's going on. I was, I started crying a little bit. I had to wipe my tears off, get out there. Yeah. Kind of hard not but to play, right? It like, was, shit, man. All those emotions, all those years, all the hard work, like, it's starting to pay off, right? Like, absolutely. I mean, that, that draft has been weighing on me for months beforehand. Like, that's all I could think about, like, every day, like, going to sleep, like, I would lose sleep over it. It was, uh, definitely hectic for me because that was obviously my first step towards the the grand goal that that i set out for myself and if that wasn't going to happen for me i mean who knows what um would have happened with me i guess at, at that point i guess i obviously would have went to college and stuff like that but yeah. i did really want to get to pro ball out of high school and, and get on my journey there and um yeah the, the fact that it happened I, I was walking around the rest of the day i was floating like i was just so happy like all the weight was Literally, I felt like a huge weight was just picked up off my shoulders and off my heart. It's like, oh, like I can breathe. Like, let's go. Like, this is, it was awesome. It was an amazing feeling. Yeah. And then, like, uh, I read that you got to the number seven prospect, like top 10 prospect for the fucking Mariners, bro. Like, how good does that feel, man? Yeah. I mean, it feels great. I try, I try not to read into those things. Uh, too much so why wouldn't you I want to read into that, that I, man? that's a good thing isn't it right i mean it is a big thing but my thing is um that i mean if i'm focused on the positives and i'm diving too much into that then uh the negatives are inevitably going to be also picked apart and, and looked into that so mm-hmm. when i'm doing good i don't look at it anything if i'm doing bad i don't really look at anything like i just kind of let try to make the game as simple as possible because from what um i've been kind of hearing and and seeing i guess the the trend is like guys trying to put too much pressure on themselves and whatever mm-hmm. i don't want to deal with with a lot of that with with more pressure than i already put on myself from when i was young so i think it's just easiest for me just to not really look at that stuff too much but yeah. I mean, I did see it, and it is pretty cool. Um, I do appreciate um, people uh, putting the value in me that that they had, and um, I'm looking forward to making that transfer into into helping a team, whatever team it, it may be, um, the Blue Jays right now, to be a, a World Series champion. So, oh yeah, all right, Adam, I got a couple uh, fan questions. Uh, Dave Dave wants to know have you ever been starstruck by a player starstruck by a player I guess um the most starstruck that I've been was when I first got to the pro ball and it was uh, my first uh, workout camp in the off season and I didn't realize that that's how it worked but there was JP Crawford walking around the Mariners gym and um that was pretty surreal i was like wait is that like there's no way like why why would he be here i was like oh wait like everybody's here you know what i mean like whoever wants to work out and then the very following spring training i saw ichiro 
and I just couldn't take my eyes off of him. I was just like, this guy is real. Like this is this is unbelievable. So it was very cool to to see players walking around in spring training. And anytime I did see one, it was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah very cool. Uh, Shane wants to know what's the best prank he's been involved in. Best prank that I've been involved in. On the baseball field? Yeah. It would be, I mean, just kind of the, the regular stuff, like putting, maybe putting, uh, like, bubble gum on top of somebody's head and they, like, go out pitching or something like that when I was younger. And, and that was, that. just things, kind of small things like that. I haven't, yeah, yeah. can't remember That's right now. Yeah, I can't remember right now. It was always, like, the smallest things that we would, like, mess around with each other with. And, yeah, uh, yeah, probably the bubble gum. I asked the same question of uh, Sean White, the kicker of the Lions. He's a he's a he's a buddy of mine, and uh, he once, while the guys were, you know, training and shit, he's the kicker, so he doesn't really necessarily need to do all the training everybody else is doing. So he, when everybody's tra training, he went and grabbed like one of the guys' clothes from his bag, fucking soaked it with water shoved it in the freezer and just froze the guy's clothes <laughs> and he didn't see it he didn't realize for you know like a couple hours later or whatever and goes to find it and then apparently just went fucking bananas like spazzing on everybody like i'm gonna kick some ass blah blah <laughs> I, I love those prank uh prank yeah. stories so good so, those are hilarious we got a lot of those uh kind of off the field when i was in high school in the dorms like we would just grab somebody's bed and put it in the bathroom and just like hide it and he's just like what the hell like he's so just trying to go to sleep like what do we got and then he just like go take a piss and he's just like oh there's my there bed it there it is. up against the against the side of the wall so things like that yeah, it's definitely yeah, yeah. Fun. yeah that you know that builds camaraderie right like that's, yeah. that's buddies do that if you're not getting pranked you're probably not a buddy all right uh, eric wants to know what's your standout moment from playing pro ball um it, it might be actually playing um, when I got to um, rookie ball my first year and I got pulled up for uh, a game to play in uh, to play for Everett. Um, I got to Nat Bailey Stadium and because they were on the road at that point and I needed to get a stamp in my passport or something like that so I could get paid because I wasn't getting paid up until that point. And just getting out there and it was packed. I mean, there were people just standing in the beer garden, like shoulder to shoulder, like the stands were packed out. It was like uh, July, I think, or maybe August or something like that. So like everybody was out at Nat Bailey Stadium and uh, trying to pitch there. I was shaking. And that was a that was a pretty cool moment getting to getting to an affiliate. And that was the first affiliate that I've been to um and playing there that was that was pretty surreal i was like this already feels i mean there was like seven thousand fans or something like that at the game i've never pitched against uh any any crowd like that before so that was that was pretty surreal oh yeah you get your uh, heart just pounded in your throat and like it's on. Oh, yeah. that many people watching like suddenly it's real right like oh hell yeah yeah, yeah, and then that Bailey is, is so awesome in that way that the, the back uh kind of towers over you. Like it's it's a really tall, obviously, um backdrop, I guess, or the, the stadium, the stands go up pretty high. So it just seems like everybody is like right on top of you watching everything that you're doing, even though everybody's already watching. But 
it just feels that much more on you like from every angle everywhere you look there's people and it was it was just like wow yeah yeah right uh adam um i don't want to take too much more of your time but i want to rip through a few things to kind of just get to know you beyond you know what you're known for and stuff right so mm -hmm. give me some uh, rapid fire you can answer these as quick as you want or if you want to give a little bit of info on each of them yeah. um what was the music like in your house as a kid growing up? <laughs> it was a, a I one group that stands out are Bros. My dad loves Bros. Um, they're like an English group. Um, uh, it was like twins, and then a couple other friends that like got together, made a band, and he loves them. He was always cranking them on uh, cleaning days on Saturdays when he was vacuuming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I remember that a lot. Uh, he listened to a lot of English music, I guess, uh, like uh, Depeche Mode. Um, uh, he listened to U2. Um, he listened to, uh, he likes, he loves Linkin Park right now. Mm. But like music like that kind of kind of went around the house. And then some Slovakian music that, that wouldn't ring a bell to anybody. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. was the first concert that you went to? How old were you? actually i have never been to a concert before shut up serious yeah never been to a concert Seriously. i've always i've always wanted to go um there were a couple opportunities in spring training where i went where i wanted to go to either post malone there was the weekend was there mm. um but uh just didn't work out somehow and i'm still looking to get to one i think my first one might be uh the weekend or something like that i love the weekend mm. um uh, which sports are you into? You watching the Vancouver Canucks when they play in? Uh, you watching any of the, the the playoffs right now? I another boring answer. I haven't watched much uh, sports since I got into pro ball. I just try to enjoy my time away from sports. I know a lot of guys are doing uh, uh, watching that, watching their teams and, and watching like football, watching all that. And I'm just like, you know what? Like I'm kind of kind of out of it. It used to be basketball a lot. Okay. Um, I would watch basketball, but um, again, it was just kind of individual players. It wasn't so much like the teams. Like if if a player was playing, then I would watch, and then but if if other basketball teams were playing or soccer or whatever, I just kind of be like out of it. Yeah, fair enough. How about uh, the MMA fights like UFC and Bellator and all that? You watch those? Yeah, I watch. I watch a couple of the fights when there's like a huge. I mean, obviously. Um, I kind of wanted to see uh, Jake Paul get beat, so I was I was watching that one a little bit. <laughs> uh, know, right? Like, oh, just, somebody take this kid out, man! Give I know, him a break. It's too he's much. Quit it. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. But well, I think he he's a, got he has a fight with. Uh, Did he have a fight coming up with? Uh, one of the Diaz brothers. Oh, is it? Y I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, he he can't get past uh, he can't get past Diaz. I don't think. I don't think so either. It's got to be done. Something got to do it. I totally agree. He's got to stop. He's so annoying. Let me switch gears and, and hit you with uh, uh, superhero movies and stuff. Do you do you watch all those X Men and you know Wonder Woman, Batman, and all that shit? Do you care about that or no? I'm such a boring person. I'm feeling like right now, I'm just not really doing much at all. But I, I like Deadpool. Deadpool's a funny one. Yeah, I'll man. watch Ryan it. Reynolds, local kid. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is great. I love his movies. He's just, he's got great humor. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll watch Deadpool. Uh, for Ryan Reynolds, I'll watch. Um, I've seen the Avengers. 
I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that at all. But just haven't, like, if you ask me about Star Wars, I haven't really gone into that or Harry Potter and things that I definitely should have at least seen and, and, and experienced. I have not yet. So I guess I'm saving it for, for <laughs> later in life. You know, I don't want to take up all the all the good things in life at, at a young age. I got to yeah, right. save it for <laughs> right, right. So, what are you binging? Yeah. Then? You watch TV? Do you you find time to to sit back and chill and like binge on? Some, what are you What are you watching? Yeah, I watch I watch a lot of TV shows with with my girlfriends. Kind of our time, uh, especially when we're away, we'll start at the same time and like we'll watch it together. Oh. Then it's mostly just like comedies. Like I I love watching The Office. I'll watch uh, Shit's Creek was a good one. Yeah, I we'll watch. Uh, We'll watch some dating shows and laugh about how stupid they are. Uh, well, uh, what else? Yeah, The Office. We watched uh, Modern Family recently. That was my favorite one for a long time. Yeah, funny. Uh, yeah, but again, I want to get into I want to get into um, like the Hunger Games, uh, Breaking Bad. I haven't seen, which everybody goes crazy. I haven't seen Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. All those kind of all those kind of shows. I just need, I guess, more time. I guess a little bit more time you, to like really clone, dive in. Though. You just need you yeah. need a clone to be able to watch all that shit for you, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam, I'm going to respect your time. I'll ask you one more uh, question. It's not really a question, and then we'll and we'll wrap it up. You mm-hmm. strike me like a guy that would have a story for this. Share a time that was a near death moment for you, like where you're like, "Holy shit, I could have just died there." Huh. The first one that came to my head was when I was uh, a little kid. Uh, we were in Ireland, and my buddies and I were going down a hill. And it's a really steep hill down this long road, just like straight going down. And they all had scooters. I had a skateboard. We are going. I had no brakes on my skateboard, obviously. So they're just going on their scooters, like breaking down their hill, whatever. And all of a sudden, I start passing everybody, and I'm getting the wobbles. And then, I, like, I'm going, I don't know, I got to be going, uh, I got to miles an hour, that'd be tough, but 30 kilometers an hour at least. And yeah. I just start eating, like, I start tumbling down the hill, and there's a highway that's, like, at the very bottom of the hill, kind of going across. And uh, I'm tumbling, still going down, and then I land on the road, like, on the highway. It wasn't, like, a highway, like, big, like, four-lane or whatever, but, like, a two-lane, like, road. Yeah. And, uh that car just stops like right in front of me as I like land there. And I don't think I ever told this to my parents either. I just told them I took a tumble, but like, I didn't want to put them through that. So there you go. If they're watching this. Wow. That was, dude. I, I have a, a similar story. I was riding a, um, a 10 speed with no brakes. Mm-hmm. My buddies get, you know, go to the, to that corner right there. And like, as soon as I get there, I'll, I'll try to catch up to you guys. Why? Well, same thing. I get going like probably 50, 60 K. Right. And, uh, I'm bikes all doing the wobbly wobbly. I'm going through people's yards and shit. And it eventually gets to this beveled walkway and I come off the tire. Boom. Pac-Man's and I go right over top of the, over top of the, you know, the steering bar. Yeah. And, and I ram my shoulder right into a telephone pole. I broke my collarbone and all that right here. But the doctor was like, dude, if you're over even like, you know, three, four inches, it would have been in your head. You'd be dead. Yeah. And like oh, my. the crazy shit you do as a kid. That is that is wild. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you don't really think about it. You're like, oh, okay, like I could have done whatever. Just totally. hop back on it and get going again, you know? Yeah. But yeah, then as you get older, you start realizing. 
dicey yeah Adam, thank you man for taking some time this morning um good luck with the rest of the season i'll be there with my boys in the, the next couple of games and uh i guess we'll see you at the net awesome see you then subscribe on itunes youtube and spotify at Toddcast podcast hi i'm madigan from your angry neighborhood feminist the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.